Welcome to Fandom and Wellness, a podcast about the complex relationship between fandom and mental health. Disclaimer, we are not psychiatrists or psychologists. We are just fangirls with a vested interest in mental health. I'm Arkita. I'm Jenny. And I'm Danielle. This episode, we will be talking about Stranger Things. Yay! Yes! Season 3, baby! Wait, actually, well... We're, we're talking about the whole thing. <laughs> yeah, so uh, be- so we're mainly going to focus on trauma and grief and how that affects uh, the characters, especially Eleven, Will, and Joyce. But before we get into the heavier aspects of the series, let's discuss some of our favorite characters we've met over the past three seasons and their relationships with each other. So, my favorite character, and I'm really glad that she got way more spotlight in this season, was Erica. Black girl nerd. <laughs> yes, she's a nerd. I hate, like, as much as she does not want to admit it, she is such a nerd. And you can't spell America without Erica. So, that was so good. <laughs> I was like, oh my god, this girl, who is she? I love her. Why was I not as confident as her as a child? She's so smart. She yeah. is really smart. And so, she's like way too sassy there are so many moments where she's like just giving sass and i'm like this is how you die you should just watch your mouth a little bit but i did love her and i love that she we got more of her in the third season because i feel like the first season we got a glimpse of her same with the second season it's like we want to see more of this character because there's really only one african-american or black character within the series and that's lucas and then you see his dad very rarely so like i think it's important that in this very white town in indiana we see some more representation because there are more than just white people in suburbs you know yeah right i I love that she just like would not believe that her brother had anything to do with like like, saving the death no lucas he did not she believed all his friends did but she's like no no, I don't believe that. <laughs> that coward. And I love, I love that you know, like Dustin ends up gifting her D and D. Yeah. And I just like I love the relationship that the boys share. Uh, Will, Lucas, Mike, and Dustin over D and D, and like, uh, and like how that kind of like re. Well, I mean, like D and D's always been popular, but now it's like kind of actually like cool to play it. Yeah. Right. I played my first campaign last weekend. I had never played before, and I had lots of fun. It was a rough day. I was having a hard day that day to focus, but I think overall I enjoyed it, and I definitely would like to play it again. Yeah, I've only I've only played one campaign. It was with uh, one of my favorite bands, Bella's Bartok, when we were like on tour, and it was just it's just like it's so fun. It is <laughs> Jenny, fun. Have you, have you played it ever, Jenny? No, but I want to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. Like I just, I'm I'm also seeing like a lot more women playing it now, mm-hmm. and like I'm I'm just wondering if it has anything to do with Stranger Things because I've just noticed more and more people playing it. Now. I well, yeah, I think it also has to do with um, probably like um, real play podcasts. Yes, like right? it's way like more in pop culture. Like yeah, like Critical Role or. The Adventure Zone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's why I want to play it. Yeah. Also, I mean, it seems like it's good for your mental health to play it. It's like the most creative kind of game that you can play, I feel like. I feel like uh, people who play it or who have had a chance to play it are actually lucky 
because they're able to develop, especially as kids, their kind of creative muscles, you know, and their yeah. storytelling muscles. Yes, you are. And I think that's very important to be able to do um, as kids or even as adults. And I will say that I, my first campaign I played was with a bunch of my friends and it was all of us. It was all women. And then one dude who was the husband of one of them. <laughs> of course. <laughs> that happens. We're like, yeah, sure, we'll let you play. It's really a girl's thing, but whatever. <laughs> you can join us. That's funny. Um, going back to Stranger Things, um, I feel like they split up a lot this season, or at least Dustin yeah. separated from them. And I feel like, well, the problem is that I feel like Will has always kind of been on his own. You know, like, in all of the seasons, he's been kind of alone in his mind, and sometimes physically. There's not there's not the kind of, like, real... I mean, these are boys, so there's not the real kind of support for each other that you might see yeah. in, like, a group of adult right. women, for example. Yes. But even young women, they, they're not developed. They're, they aren't conditioned to develop and be supportive the way that women are, so, like... Right. They don't know what to do. Right. Like, Will's obviously distressed for a lot of Stranger yeah. Things. Yes. And they don't really provide very good support. No. It's mostly his mother and his brother. Um, yeah. 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 We'll, we'll talk more about Will, obviously, later. Yeah. Speaking of um, Joyce, though, I really enjoy her as a character as well. Um, she's... I love her frantic energy. It's great. Um, <laughs> it's very relatable. Um, and like the first, obviously we'll talk about, I we, I keep wanting to go into like I know, her I know. issues. There's only three characters that we're going really into. I know, right? <laughs> obviously I love Steve. I still love Steve and Steve, like Dustin's relationship, for yeah, example. Steve has the best like, you know, like turnaround comeback story. Right. Well, I think he was always kind of, like, a pretty nice, good guy, but, like, he was kind of entrenched in the high school, um, like... That high school clickiness. Uh, uh, yeah, hierarchies and whatever. And then one day, he, he's like, fuck y'all. Yes, <laughs> like, good for him. Y'all suck. Because not um, everyone but, realizes that or gets out of that. Right. So good for him on that own personal growth. Also, Nancy does that, too. She's, like, I think she's kind of obsessed with the hierarchy of everything and then she realizes it's not that important when her bff dies you know oh yeah and like <laughs> yeah i mean it, i i think it's really uh really cool that barb became like a fan favorite character even though she was like only in the series for like one episode was it literally one episode I would even count it. She, I think she was in like two or three, but it was like the first episode you saw her and then she was snatched and then never again. And then it was like later on in the first season where they're like in the upside down and you see her. Right. That's it. So like, I mean, like it was obviously very problematic that there was just like no concern for her character versus Will's character when well, she I mean, was taken. Well, I mean, Will's a main character. I understand that Will's Will's the main character and like the story revolved around Joyce and the boys and trying to find Will, but they basically just didn't there's just no concern for Barb's character getting snatched until 
there was a huge social media outcry with like the justice the justice for barb hashtag and then they had to like in season two the writers because of that hashtag decided to give her to like actually like give her character justice and find her body and stuff yeah right i think will is the main character but she's she's not no one that's she is a a character who's important um at least to the audience and also to like nancy and it's there's this pattern in media that i've seen that i fucking hate where um often there's violence against women and then there is no kind of justice right there's no justice for what happens to them there's no justice or resolution even there's no like (laughs) um it's male writers being lazy and just being like oh well like we're just focusing on this other male character Mm -hmm. it's i mean it's good that they you know listen to the fans but like it's it's telling that it that it it wasn't a fan outcry to totally affect their writing for the second season. Yeah, and then in season two, like, they basically pitted Eleven against Max, right? Oh my god, yeah. That was the worst part of season two. Yeah, it was like, it was like, two girls, like, as, like, main characters, they have to be jealous of each other and hate each other. I can tell that they want to, they, like, like to adopt some of the tropes, for example, of the 80s, whatever, but, like, Adopt the good ones, yeah. <laughs> you know? But luckily, they they are actually friends now, and they have a lot of screen time together. I can't tell if they've actually, they actually talk about... I think they do talk about things other than boys in season three, but I can't remember. I mean, they talk about some things with the Upside Down. Right, exactly. And okay. obviously some things with Billy. Yeah. And I guess they talk a lot about the boys, but in, way, in a way so that they... Don't, can avoid them, basically. Max is definitely me. As, <laughs> a, as a girlfriend, I'm just like, dump his ass. Dump him. I dump your ass. Ah, <laughs> uh, so good. I need that on his shirt. Yeah, so that was really, the mall scene was really fun. Um, that jumpsuit she gets, or his shirt jumps. yeah, I think it was a jumpsuit. Yeah, she gets it was radical. It was sold out <laughs> everywhere. I tried to get I know. it. I tried really hard. It's so fucking eighties, but it's so good. Yeah. Um. What else? Uh. Ba 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 ba. Do you guys like Jonathan and Nancy? <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> they were kind of boring this season. They were boring this season, and there was like I get the point of their storyline, but so. Much. Much of everything Nancy was doing was like white feminism. Yeah. And I was like, girl, <laughs> yeah. stop it. Stop it. It's not all about you. It was a little bit like, <laughs> um, yeah, feminism, but also use your fucking brain sometimes, you know? Literally white feminism. And it's like, <laughs> it, it, there's so much of it. It's like, you already come from a privileged background, et cetera, et cetera. And what was his name? Jonathan doesn't have that. He's not going to be able to like find a job wherever. Like this is his life. Like yeah, he has to provide for his family because he doesn't. He doesn't have a father. Like, right. He, he's only like eighteen years old, so he's a kid, and he's like, I understand. I'm sure he he tries to comprehend what she's going through, and they both have a struggle. But it's like this is literally his life, and she's fucking it up. Yeah, but it was. Oh my god, was it frustrating to watch? 
how she was being treated. Yes. By the because I mean it's probably accurate. Mm-hmm. Um, God, I hated them. Oh. I they well they got their justice. They it's did. Fine. They did. <laughs> But it, it, yo, it, I'm not to say, not to like belittle it, but it was very dis- disheartening to watch the way that they belittled and berated her for like mm-hmm. having thoughts. We all have thoughts, like, uh. right? That's that's like your, my greatest fear to be rejected and laughed at for being trying to think outside the box or whatever, you know? Right? <laughs> so it's like, oh great, so it does happen, yeah. <laughs> And it still does, but maybe people aren't as overt about it. We have HR now. Yeah, HR doesn't do fucking shit. What are you talking <laughs> about? I don't even have HR. Oh well, there we go. <laughs> yes. Also, you should. You're you're in a fucking huge company, <laughs> which we're not going to name. Uh- <laughs> I'm not, but I'm just saying. You should. Speaking of work together, Steve, <laughs> what about Steve and Robin? Yeah, <laughs> the best. They are the best co-parents ever. <laughs> that is yeah, entirely. I love, I, love the, I love that Steve is just like the father of four children. <laughs> more than four children. There's more than them. That. There's so I, I, many children. They even adopted Erica. As, I view him as the father of the boys. Yes. I don't necessarily view him as as eleven. And Max no. is Erica's father. Yes. Yeah, but he does take some care of Erica as, at, in this yes. season, for example. Take care of her or put her in Oh, I'm danger. sorry. Did I say take care? <laughs> Isn't that what parents do? Or child endangerment. <laughs> parents got child endangerment. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's tech. Yeah, you're right. They're not, he's not actually a great parent, but he... He does his best, I guess, <laughs> considering He's, the circumstances. And isn't that what parenting is? Doing your best. Oh, you're so you're so right, Arkita. Thank you. So do you, do you <laughs> like that they did not end up together? Yes. I loved it. Yes. I was so happy. I was like, girl, oh, it, it was nice. I thought it was really sweet, the bathroom scene. He's like, I have a right. crush on you. And she's just like, but I'm gay. Sorry. <laughs> It made she made it sound like he had a, she had a crush on him, which yeah. doesn't like I don't know why she did that. It was kind of like a weird like it was a little misleading at first, and right she doesn't have to obviously she she was not comfortable. Yeah, I guess and she, she was, she was afraid. Like, I guess she was saying like she envied him. Yes, right, but like why did she make it sound like she? <laughs> they just wrote they wrote it weird. <laughs> I don't know. They were <laughs> yes, they wrote it. They they purposely wrote it in. A misleading way. They um, did. And part of me thinks that it's the 80s, it's the middle of nowhere in the middle of America, like not everyone is as accepting of that and that was me trying to like just justify the way that they were wording it. Yeah, it was it, I, I like the representation the way they pre- presented it was kind of weird, but that's whatever. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so like, I my favorite part about all that though is that, um it's just like how healthy Steve's reaction was, right. because oftentimes, um, what's shown in media and what I've seen get normalized is like when someone is rejected, they take that as like a very personal thing and they get very angry. Mm-hmm. Um, right. So I liked seeing this like this example of like Steve not taking it personally at all and just very quickly getting over himself and just being there for his friend. Yeah. Yes. And being like, okay, I'm not a woman, so like she can't like me. 
You're right. Like, it's <laughs> like, you, you, you know, you were, you, it was never going to happen from the start. Like, you just. <laughs> yeah, like. And I also just really like Robin as a character because she's like, she's, you, she's, I think she's a unique character. She's like, kind of, she's just. She's kind of silly, but and but she's also kind of exasperated with yes. Steve, and she doesn't take his shit, and she's just and she's very smart, so she's just a fun character. Out of all of the seasons of Stranger Things, Robin's character and Erica's characters are the two that I'm most related to, <laughs> and I'm really glad that we got both of them in this season because now I can watch this and be like, oh, they are like me. Would you say I would say this is my favorite season, probably? Yes. Yeah, season one was good, but the season I felt like was, um, the the teams were really cool. Like they, they the worked. team ups, yes. Yeah, the team ups were really they really were good. They were unconventional. I loved it. Like, yeah, Dustin finally um, gets a little girlfriend. Yes. Yeah, oh my god. You know I love that it was like a big question as to whether she was real the whole time. I knew, <laughs> yes. I knew she was real because yes. it was such a big question on whether she was or wasn't. And then they'd sing the never-ending story. I've never actually <laughs> seen that. Well, you should because it's amazing. Okay. Um, and you'll be really happy and then I'm excited for you to get to see it. Uh- <laughs> I just, yeah, I just love that they're in this super fucking tense um, moment and like they take a break to sing Never Ending Story which is so funny. Hopper looks like his brain's gonna fucking explode while that's happening. <laughs> the season was really funny. Not to digress, all these characters are my favorite but I shed a tear for Alexei. <laughs> I did. I actually Alexei, shed a lot yeah. of tears this season but that one was like no. He grew on me. He was so adorable and so sweet. Yeah. All he wanted was a cherry Slurpee. I wanted a cherry Slurpee after that. They do not taste oh my the God. same. Can we just talk about the intense uh, uh, product placement yes. in this fucking show? They did a whole fucking Coca-Cola ad in the middle of an episode. They did. <laughs> I bought it. Can <laughs> <laughs> we believe? I that did. was so funny. I went and bought it. I'm it was not a full fucking like three minutes. They were talking about co- new Coca Cola is better. No old Coca Cola oh, yeah, is yeah. better. <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> is there a commercial in the middle? I thought Netflix didn't have fucking commercials. <laughs> oh my god, it was so funny. Uh, and then I'm pretty sure. Sh- and then like Burger King, and then Seven yeah. Eleven. Yeah. It was just really funny that there was all these super obvious product placements in the middle of the season. It was the 80s. I mean, I wasn't around in the 80s, so I assume that's what the 80s were. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> uh, who else should we talk about? Hopper as the dad who is, like, very bad at being a dad, honestly. <laughs> Akita's face is very... Dis- disgruntled? Is if that my dad word? were acting like this, I would be like, "You need." Ch-. If this were my father, I would. <laughs> I would never talk to my father like that. that. Is what my parents acted like. What? So. I just. My dad was not like. Also, I didn't have voiceover. Like I. That was not even. They weren't even concerned with me and voice. They're like, she's too weird. That's not happening. <laughs> Don't laugh at me. <laughs> but, um. Yeah. Yeah. Oh God. They were it was so gross when when Ellen and uh, Mike were just making out for like an extended period of time. Like, can you st- stop? Stop showing yeah. this to me. 
I I hated that because like so did you watch the bonus scenes at the end of season two? No, I don't think so. so at the end of season at the end of season two, there's a bunch of like bonus scenes, and one of them is like they're interviewing the character, the uh, actors and actresses, and mm-hmm. one of them they interview um, Millie Bobby Brown at the same time as uh, what what is the name of the the Duffer the Duffer brothers or whatever the writers oh, of the show yeah. And they're talking about the kiss scene the, yeah. during their little dance. And they're, they're talking about how much Millie didn't want to do it. And oh. it wasn't in her contract to have to do any kissing or anything like that. And they, like, waited until that, like, like literally then and sprung it on her. And everyone else knew it was going to happen. And she what had, the fuck? Yeah, and they made her, like, like keep doing it. And she, like, didn't want to do it at all. And she was really upset about it and really freaked out. That's and they're so like, shitty. And, like, they're, like, laughing about it. And they're that, like, oh. That's and I'm like, a- this is a child. What the fuck is like, wrong with you? What is mean with these people? Yeah. So, like, they, I, it really rubbed me the wrong way. I was really bothered by that. Um, and then, like, just, like, the media in general Mm-hmm. sexualizing her like she's been on the cover of like magazines as like sexiest woman and she's like oh, oh no she's like, like a teenager I, I think she's might be 15, barely i think she might be 15 now she but or, not back then not too. Then. back no, then yeah. she was like when she was like 13 she was on the cover of magazines for this title and it's like she's a child she's not a woman and like what's his face drake oh yeah, wants I, to be her bff <laughs> <laughs> Uh, R. Kelly uh, much? R. Kelly uh, much? Like, not, yeah. not okay, Drake. Not okay. Learn She's something. literally 15 years old right now. It's a, it's just real not okay. And it's like... Real gross, yeah. It's very telling it's like, that this is made by men. Yes, and it's... There's no reason to have had... To have, like, forced her to, to be kissing him before she was ready when Lucas and Max have... I don't think there's even one scene of them kissing. This season, I don't think I've seen one. No. So Lucas and Max have been dating for technically just as long because Eleven and right. Mike didn't start dating until that like prom dance thing as well. Right. So like they've never shown them kissing. And obviously, I mean, I'm saying obviously, like this is something that's pointed out a lot on uh, the Black Man Can't Jump in Hollywood podcast, but mm-hmm. usually like if there is a black male actor with a white woman, you never see them kiss or do anything sexual. Mm. Like when you think about movies and stuff, like like it's very hard to come up with an example. Well, I can't, I'm trying to, th- I'm trying to think, think of too. examples at all, like of black men with white women. That's so strange. I've never. I don't watch. Well, first of all, I don't really watch that many movies to start with. So like, I can't. It's not. It's not strange. It's not strange. It's racist. Yes, it is. The strangest things are racism. Ra- ra- uh, racist things. <laughs> uh, is there anything else we want to talk about? No, I mean, I think we named all our favorite characters. Do you like Billy at all? No. <laughs> no. He has no redemption. I don't care. I have on our show notes Billy and the women of Hawkins versus Billy being a bully. (laughs) I mean, obviously, he's a hottie. Like, I didn't think he was hot in the show, and then I saw pictures of him, and I was like, Billy? 
Billy. Wait, Billy. Billy. Also, a no, name I'm, like I'm, Billy just already turns me off. It's yeah, like, it's very, very white. But I, I, no, I think he's hot. But I, I think he's very, uh, typically like abuser type hot. Yeah, he's <laughs> yes, yes, he's you know abuser I mean? type like, hot. Like you know, he's he, a scumbag. <laughs> Yeah, in the end, he does, like, sacrifice himself to save Elle, which is great, I guess, but, like, I kind of wish, like, I I just can't tell what they want us to feel about him, because I don't feel good about him, so, like, <laughs> and I wonder whether they wanted to redeem him, because if they wanted to redeem him, they should have shown him doing more redeemable things, yes. other than just the saving Elle in the end. Yeah, so, um... Okay, so at this point we're gonna we're gonna switch to finally talking about like the like trauma and grief and everything. Do we want to actually start with Billy? Yeah, sure. Let's start with him. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, so so it seems like they're trying to redeem him, but they're not. But he's not really doing redeemable things, right? And like there is this there there's this tendency in in media to have to give. Anyone who is abusive, like, a backstory on why they're abusive. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, like, it shows him, like, you know, like, his mother abandoned uh, their family after, like, being abused by the father. And, like, he, like, witnesses the father, like, hitting the mother. And he's been abused by the father. Um, it's, like, be- just because you were abused, it doesn't give you an excuse to then abuse other people. Right, right. There's like two th- two things I'm thinking about because obviously it's realistic because people there there is an abuse cycle in which yeah. people who are abused do abuse other people. But there's also um there are there are also people who are abused and they stop the cycle. Yes. So it doesn't justify what he um does, but it explains it a little more. I think I think we said this in um our patreon episode about like the trailer for the, the season yeah that we that we like we're like we didn't want billy to have a redemption story no and at the end of the day we i think we didn't want it because sometimes people are just shitty there is no excuse right. you don't need an excuse to be a shitty person like i think everyone has their own stuff yeah you know everyone has their own versions of trauma but that it doesn't excuse the behavior right it's not a justification that he is this way because his father is that way. Because, I mean, when you look at it, even though um, Jonathan and Will's father is not around, he was also abusive and kind of seemed like an alcoholic as well. And yes. they are they're the furthest things from that. Yeah. So, uh, do we have anything else to say about Billy? No. no. Okay. <laughs> I do feel for his character. I'm very sorry. that he, I think... In that scene, I felt more upset that Max was losing a brother because I, I can kind of, not to say relate to that, but like, it is still family and you do still care it, about your family. It's also to my understanding that Max wasn't beaten by the father because Billy was. Right. Like, I think Billy took on the Yeah, the I did see that. And like, I feel like Billy, even though he wasn't like the best brother, he did, he was slightly protective of Max. Yeah. thing. Kind of. <laughs> I think. I don't it, even know. But I, I, bad... I think he at least took the beatings for her. That's all I... Yeah. yeah. That's all it was I like know. a bad kind of protective. Yeah. Okay, so let's move on to Will. Uh, <laughs> Will. 
Poor baby Will. <laughs> so I think we should give a little explanation of PTSD for any of our listeners who don't necessarily know or understand what it is or kind of how it works within your brain. I mean, I still don't understand how it works in my brain. And I've gone through enough trauma counseling. PTSD is post-traumatic stress disorder, which it's a condition of persistent mental and emotional stress recurring as a result of injury or severe psychological shock, typically involving disturbance of sleep, constant vivid recall of the experience with dulled responses to others and the outside world. Yeah, and this see, almost seems like a kind of too, like very specific um, definition of PTSD. It is. But, um, these are some of the um, things that can cause and symptoms of it. I feel like yeah. PTSD, the the diagnosis of it has kind of broadened. It's no longer mm-hmm. something like, it's no longer as a result of injury or shock. It can be like over prolonged exposure to like abusive behavior that calls, that can also okay. cause PTSD. Um, right. There, it's, it's a lot. And there are a lot of things that, that if you're exposed to it long enough or for even so many amount of times, you, you can develop this. And it's... and. I'm thinking about the history a little bit because it used to be called shell shock, right? Oh, um, yeah, for vets. And then that evolved to post-traumatic stress disorder and to encompass other other situations that didn't involve war. Right. Because sometimes people live in situations that are continuously stressful and can cause PTSD, yes. right? But yeah, that's what PTSD is. And obviously, Will has it. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. So Will was, I mean, was literally trapped in a different, di- it's a different dimension, right? Yeah. Basically. Yeah. Yes. So he's like trapped in a different dimension for one season. And then the next season he has like a mind flyer inside of him. Yes. So he just like, <laughs> he's, he just constantly has traumatic things happening to him. Does. And then in this third season, it was like, he. this was the season that he needed the support and didn't get it. So it's like. It continues. He's yeah. not healing from anything. Which is- I was, yeah, I'm also thinking that it's, he's not really like post it yet, right? Because he's still experiencing this. He's still in that kind of yes, he's environment that, yes. where he's experiencing trauma and he's not quite out of that situation yet. Yeah. So, so, um, when he originally has like the mind flare, I, Joyce like brings him to the doctor, and they're thinking that he has PTSD, and then it's like because of because it's like becoming stronger on the anniversary mm-hmm. of when he was taken yeah. and yeah. brought into um, the uh, the upside down, which makes sense because like with PTSD, a lot of times it is stronger around the anniversary of whatever the event was, right? Yeah, but then it turns out he has a mind flare. In him, so it's like, so it's like, does he have PTSD or does he just have a mind? I feel like they, in my head, I feel like they both came into play because yes, it is closer to this, yes. the time. And speaking from experience, I do tend to go through stronger periods and waves of depression during the time when I had my accident. So like, like I understood what the doctor was saying, but yes, it definitely was in part due to a mind flare inhabiting in his yeah. body. In the context, no, same. In the context of fiction. It was the mind flare, but in the context of an analogy for PTSD, yes, it makes sense. Yeah, yeah, and also like I mean, like even in this season, he's having like flashbacks and like premonitions. Like the back of his neck is like tingling and stuff, mm-hmm. um, and it's just like it's like kind of like bringing him back to another it world. And those are all right. kind of signs of 
PTSD. And I remember when, uh, for, for those listeners who don't know, I, um, I survived a bombing attack three years ago in New York City. And one of the things that my therapist told me is that after that, your, your flight or fight instinct kind of goes completely out of flight because you no longer ha- know how to react to certain situations. And for me, um, it was my flight instinct that was just like super heightened. So like, Mm-hmm. it's like anything can not to say anything triggered it for me for him but like he he can tell when it's near and that's like his trigger it's like oh this is happening this is what's near and for me it was like any loud sound any loud sound that i heard like i would already be like halfway down the block like running away um yeah and can i just say how much i hate the way the word triggered is used in like social media and <laughs> yes like it's the worst because People are actually triggered. People, and yes, people it, joke about that. No, I don't. Um, I don't find it yeah. funny in the slightest. Like, I have mine. I'm still very sensitive to sound and a lot of things. But it's like when I try to explain to people, this is a trigger for me. I I don't don't like to be in this situation. They're like, oh, you're just it's just, it's nothing, or you're being sensitive, or like, I'm like, no, these are actual things that people experience. That like it would be very be a decent human and just don't do it or don't put people in right. these situations. It's not like be a good person, like just be decent. Like it's not that hard. Yeah. And like there's been a lot of like pushback against quote unquote trigger warnings because people are like, what do you do? You just, you just want, you enter every movie scared that there'll be something in it. Like, yes. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, yeah, you do. Well, you, well, no, yes and no. So, not to digress from this situation, but you all, we all love superhero movies. Mm-hmm. I am super sensitive to sound and explosions. Like, right. seeing it, hearing it does trigger me. And I still go to Marvel movies. And I, I love all of, I, don't get me, I love all superhero movies and I still watch it and seeing it and hearing it still. It still bothers me, so I like yeah. tried to go with somebody, or oh my god, I'm gonna start crying. Oh, it's really hard. Oh no, baby. <laughs> I like doing these things, but it's hard, and like I know nothing is gonna stop me from being able to live this life. But at the same time, it's that flight or fight instinct that I have. That's like, okay, this is a movie; it's not real, and I'm in a safe place. You don't avoid them because you want to see them, right? But it's good to be educated about what's going to be in a movie, right? And to have that knowledge is the best thing you can have. And that's what trigger warnings are about. Yeah, it's also to help people know if they want to see it, see it or not. Yeah. Yes. I love you, Arkita. <laughs> Arkita, drink some water. That's what... I literally always carry water on me because it helps me to not cry. Um, yeah, it's, 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 this is exactly why we have trigger warnings. This is exactly it's, why. Yeah, it's, uh, I mean, like, I, I have seen some debate on it from, like, actual therapists that, mm-hmm. um, I'm trying to remember exactly what they've said the reason to not have them is. It's basically just, like, I, I guess, like, it, it doesn't actually help your mental state to be avoiding no. These things. Maybe you shouldn't avoid it, but it's also, it should be your choice one. Yeah. And a lot of people don't avoid it. They just want to know what 
it, it, what they're going getting into. Right. Yeah, I think that I think that's like the other argument that I've heard that like people are gonna read it anyway. But like I know that like for myself, like like there are certain things that like I will read and it just like wrecks me for the whole day. Mm-hmm. So. So I mean, yeah. but you you want to choose when you if you yeah. want to read it, then you want to choose a good moment to read it. Right? Yeah. No. I. Yeah. Like I. I understand the purpose of trigger warnings. Yes. I'm just saying yeah. that I've heard. Um, yeah, I I'm sure there from are reasons about about why they, yeah why yes. they don't believe in them. Yes, but I mean, for well, like I, it's it's really difficult to pinpoint what his are, just because like there's so much happening within every single episode, and it's like he's not like you said he's not out of that environment where he does get the chance to heal. It's not until right. like at the end of the season. Where it's like, okay, he's finally leaving. Sad that he's leaving his town and a lot of them are his support system, whether or not they were, like, good at it. <laughs> yeah. But it, it does feel as though this is finally his now chance to heal. And I just, like, part of me wants to see what the healing process is for him because I don't watch mm-hmm. a lot of anything within pop culture that shows PTSD and how you heal from it. And that, like, is something I would love to see. Yeah. Uh, I think it's Great. definitely a great idea for them to move. Yes. Yeah. Oh, oh yes. my God. Get out of there. Yes. Jesus. As someone who moved because their anxiety was so extreme when they were, they were living, and now their mm-hmm. anxiety is not quite as bad. Yeah. Uh, I highly support Joyce's decision to move her and her children yes. out of the town where her child was kidnapped and two of her lovers were killed. And oh God. <laughs> just horrible things just keep happening. Well, yeah. Um. But, but yeah, but Will is just, like, I mean, yeah, so, like, some of the, the symptoms of PTSD are, like, are, like, that, that like, kind of just, like, far-off look that Will gets when he's, like, in the middle of an episode. And, like, your friends are kind of, like, talking at you, and you're, you're just, like, not there, because you're, you're mentally somewhere else. And it, it does seem like his friends are concerned when he's like that, but they definitely don't fully understand. Like, they, they think that they understand, but they don't fully understand. And they they seem sometimes like they're trying to, like, rush his healing. Because they, like, they want him to be, like, where they are. Right. Yeah, I was just thinking about how, like, he, in this season, she he really wants everything to stay the same because he kind of missed out on a lot of his childhood being in the upside down. Yes. Um... And he missed out on their, like, friendship and bonding, a lot of it, right? right? Yeah. So he wants to c- continue playing D&D, you yes. know? He does. And I was really upset that nobody wanted to free and play with him. It's like, <laughs> he's honestly been, he was gone for all of season one. Season two, you guys barely got to do anything together because it was trying to get the mind flare out of him and like save the town. And now season three, he's literally right here at the table in the campaign with you guys and nobody. And I, I get it. They, they all kind of bonded while he was gone and have new relationships and are dating. Yeah. But that's your friend. Yeah. And like, I, uh, I've heard, I've seen like a lot of pieces on how, um, Will is uh, uh, asexual. 
Okay. Which mm-hmm. I think is really cool. Yeah. Um, because you don't usually see ace representation in no. media. You, you very rarely uh, do. And so it's like, for him, he's just like, I don't understand why you like... You're so, so focused. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Because <laughs> like, he's just like not there. Like he doesn't have like these strong desires to like go make out with someone. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's, I, I'm like, that's totally okay to feel these things. Like he does it. Like this isn't what he wants to do. And I feel as though everyone in the group has somebody because they're they, like, they're like all dating someone. So it's really just him left alone. And it's just like. I get it. It's okay to be with the person that you're dating and enjoy that time together. And part of me kind of excused it because they were young. They don't really know any better and they're not adults. But even adults do this. But it's like yeah. you can still be friends with somebody and see and have a partner at the same time. And like, mm-hmm. I don't even know. Like, Lucas has been dumped so many times. I'm just like, what? <laughs> why aren't you hanging out with your friends, Lucas? Like, Max is tired of your shit. <laughs> Max is the fucking best. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, and, so then, and like, you know, like there's a scene where Will, like, it makes. Uh, no, sorry, where, where Mike makes Will feel bad about, like, not being in a relationship. Yeah. And it's like that's that's definitely like a way that uh, I guess like romantic people like like treat ace people like yeah. right. as if it's like a completely fucking weird thing. Yeah, obviously, yeah. And I know some people um, think Will is actually it's gay, but I've uh, Ace is also very possible. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I just I haven't seen any like r- reason to. Th- I haven't seen any reason to think he's gay, but I see reason to think he is Ace. I think it's just because the of the emphasis on like girls, you know, yeah. that everyone. I think that people just want that him to be whatever they want him to yeah, be. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Sure. Right. He, he's not a specific thing, so people want representation. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I feel, yeah. I feel that too. <laughs> people are starved yeah. for representation. I feel that. They are. I yeah. honestly really hope that in this new town, Will gets some trauma counseling because he and Joyce. And Jonathan and L all need it. Yep, they all need it and can stand to kind of use it. Cause I mean, I think that's the first thing Joyce is gonna do. She's gonna be like, she, she's smart. Family counseling, individual counseling. <laughs> like, yes. Just, when she starts dating again, she's gonna be like couples counseling. <laughs> she's gonna marriage. Counseling. You get therapy and you, you get therapy. therapy. Oh yeah, God. she's the Oprah of therapy. She's gonna- <laughs> um. But obviously, the difficulty is that the things they've gone through isn't is like you. No one else has gone through, and uh, it's can they tell people about that? You know, it's like, not like they signed a non-disclosure. So obviously, it's different because this is otherworldly. But I remember, yeah. like when I started therapy, I was like, no one has my same experiences. Like the therapist isn't gonna understand, right? You know what I mean? So I mm-hmm. I think a lot of people going into therapy kind of feel that way anyway. Right. Um, I understand that their experiences actually are different yeah. than anyone else's <laughs> in the world, 100%. Yeah. But I think that because everyone feel, or a lot of people feel that way anyway going into therapy, maybe mm-hmm. it doesn't really matter. 
Because, like, a therapist's job isn't necessarily to believe you. It's just to help you. I yeah. was seeing them getting therapy as... I Did anyone watch The Sopranos? I barely watched no. it. But there's this guy, and he's going to therapy, and he's essentially talking about his job in the mafia. I use air quotes, because mm-hmm. I don't even think this is real. I don't okay. think this is an actual, actual representation of what it is. And he's describing it like he's a garbage man. And it's like, I do this in my daily job. Blah, blah. Right. And I'm like, are they going to do something like that? Either way, I'm just hoping they get yeah, this. Yeah, that, that makes sense. I'm pretty certain that she's mm-hmm. killed people. So you can't really say that. <laughs> um. Well, let's let's talk about Joyce a little more, actually. Okay. Shout out to Winona Ryder for that bomb ass comeback. I have been waiting for yeah. some Winona Ryder shit for years, and I'm like, oh my god, I love yeah, her. She fucking killed this role. She did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she fucking killed it. It was I don't know torturous to watch her basically being like gaslit into like mm-hmm. I don't know what word like. I don't want to say, like, believing, because she just, like, never believed it, like, that her son was dead. Like, right. everyone was, like, just, like, your son is dead. Like, this is what it is. Like, your son is dead. And she's, like, no, he's fucking not. No, he's 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 not. And then she was fucking right. Yes. I think it's, I think, I think the maddening piece for her was that everyone else believed it, and she was the only one yeah. that was convinced. And so, it, in a way, it makes her feel manic, because it's, like, why am I the only one that knows this truth and nobody else is getting it? And I'm sure she did question her sanity at points. Yeah. where she, Yeah, because if you're literally the only one who believes something, you're like, is it me or is it the world that's wrong? Right? And that's like what being a woman is like sometimes. <laughs> oh my god, yes. Any, I think any person who experiences something um, as a woman, as a POC, whatever and is told that they are not actually experiencing it is difficult, or it's, right? It's just in your head. It's not real. This isn't actually happening. Are you just making this up? Like, it... Mm-hmm. Do you have any proof? Oh, proof. Oh, <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> yeah, all the words that we have all heard. Oh, God. No, yeah, th- that is... Yes. But vindication! Yes. <laughs> It's obvious, though, that even throughout the third season, the third season, she still feels like people think she's crazy. Of course. Like when she's talking about the magnets and everything. Yeah. (laughs) Shout out ICP. Uh, (laughs) The magnets. (laughs) The memes that came out of the magnets. (laughs) I don't don't listen to ICP. Oh my god. (laughs) Magnets. I don't know what that is. The insane clown posse. Oh. They have they Oh the Juggalos? Yeah, they put they they had like a video, I think a uh, song called like Miracles, but in it they're like magnets, like how do they work? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that's so good. That's like what I was thinking about while watching this season. I was like funny. This is so fucking funny. I, I definitely think I've seen those, yeah. I just yeah. didn't know it was an ICP thing. That's hilarious. Yeah. Um, yeah, and obviously she's she's lost a lot. She lost Bobby Newport. Nope. Bobby Noob, Newbie. Oh. Um, Sam? Yeah. That was, that was, oh, devastating. That was. That was. She, uh, that was. She obviously has, she literally has PTSD from that. She, does. she goes back to the place where it happened. She, 
uh, gets triggered and she gets she has a flashback. Yeah, she's just kind of stuck there. Mm-hmm. And it's also, I feel like, the reason... Like, she's moving from this place because the entire town is essentially, like, a trigger for her. Because the entire town is like, something's bad happened on pretty much every corner of this freaking town. Yeah, this, so, like, it's the, best, um, the best description I ever heard of PTSD is basically, like... It's not something that happened to someone. It's something that is currently happening to them. Like, you're currently mm-hmm. living in that world. Right. Yeah. Yeah, and she can't move forward with relationships because of that loss, right? With Hopper. Yeah. And it, and when she tries to, he also fucking dies. Yeah, yeah Joyce has got some fucking luck, man. First, the father of her children is a total scumbag. And then, Bob, well, Bob is a pure little angel baby saint. Yeah. Bob's but, wonderful. Like, you know, dies. <laughs> yep. Hopper is an alcoholic shit show who also dies. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I do love Hopper, but he I, he is what he is. You know? he, he has some problems, yes. I will say some people are going to not agree with me on this. Hopper caused his own death. He needs to control his anger. He needed to control that. (laughs) Well, to be fair, he didn't know he was going to get stuck out there. No. But what did you expect? He did have intense anger problems. He he did know they had to close the portal. And that if you were out there when the portal closed, you would die. Right, but there was literally something preventing him from going back. That he caused. I mean... (laughs) He was fighting someone else. He wasn't I gonna he pull his punches. Like <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's like, Joyce deserves better. Fuck. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. I think Daniel is a daddy, but oh my God. he, yeah, he caused that himself. I'm gonna go on the <laughs> other side and say he did not cause his own death. <laughs> It's okay. You're entitled to that belief. And just okay. like you're entitled to your belief. Well, you know what he did do, though? He did at least make sure Eleven didn't die because he wouldn't let her go down there. He offered to close the gate so she wouldn't have to. Right. Yes. That was a dad move. A good dad move. He was, yeah, he was, he always showed that he cared about Eleven. He didn't treat Mike that well. No. But Mike's a little bitch anyway, so. It was definitely, um, it was definitely <laughs> some, like, 1940s style, like, parenting. I'm gonna, like, I'm gonna meet your boyfriend with a shotgun to make sure he's, like, in line yes. type of parenting. People still do that, which is weird. I don't understand. Sometimes I'm just like, are the straights okay? You know? Like, are the straights okay? Are y'all okay over there? Like, what are you doing? What else? Uh... Or to Joyce. Uh, and it, yeah, she takes an 11 after Hopper's death, which, like, I, I was I was wondering, like, I was like, after Hopper died, I'm like, sh- she's the only one who can, really. Yeah. I thought it was weird. I thought it, so, like, I understand that Will's her kid, so, like, she hugged Will when she came back up, because it's like, oh, like, I love my kid, I want to hug my kid. But 11 yeah. just lost her father. 
I and know, I'm just like, standing, I'm just standing there, no. just like, huh? <laughs> like, jeez, you should have hugged, in my opinion. I think she should have just gone over and hugged her after, at least, I, right? Yeah, like, if you want to hug Will real fast, like, she should have hugged Will real fast and then been like, I need to go talk to Eleven. Like, I just need to- Yeah, like, let me just need to convey go- through my face that her dad is fucking dead. Like, yeah, like- like, this child has never had support in her entire life and needs some support. <laughs> like, Bye. She had to literally <laughs> cave into herself. <laughs> like, Aw, poor baby. It's yeah, like the face she made when she was looking for him. Yeah, like, she's so good at acting. She, Jesus. I mean, Millie Bobby is, like, amazing. Yeah. Yeah, but ba- basically Joyce was the only one who could take in Eleven yeah. at that point. Yeah. Because it's like... I don't think any of the parents know about her. Right. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I guess you're right. I don't think they do. But what the way these fucking parents are, I'm like, she could live in their house, any of their houses, and they would not realize. I feel like because they're so fucking oblivious sometimes, right? I don't even understand yeah. how. Like, yeah, also, like Eleven needs to get out of that town. And they, yeah, she does. It's kind of. I. I mean, like, I, I guess, like for Joyce, maybe it's also like having like a little piece of hopper. Yeah, yeah. I. I also saw it as she couldn't let like. Eleven is someone that you wouldn't want in the wrong hands because I'm certain that there is still some kind of like government agency or whatever that could possibly still be looking for her. And it's like, can't leave her out. Speaking of Eleven, like, let's talk about her PTSD too. Uh, Yes. (laughs) Because like, like, in her entire life, she's been imprisoned and controlled and basically tortured i i I, just, I wanted to say one more thing about joyce sure. before 11 basically like the fear of like the loss of a child mm-hmm. is like a form of trauma in itself yes right it- uh, obviously none of us have children but like any of <laughs> any of my friends who have kids like if their child like steps the wrong way on the sidewalk it's like the end of their day because they're, they're so, like, overprotective and freaked out. Like, her child literally gets kidnapped. And she thinks he's dead. And so it's just, like, the fear that she's going through for so long. And then once she gets him back, she has to constantly be afraid it might happen again. Yes. Yeah, we don't have children, but I do listen to a lot of, like, podcasts about missing children, for example. And... Can you imagine the stress of a parent not knowing you never, where their child is? You don't get over it. Yeah, and so, and sometimes you never find out, right? Yes. Which sucks. Anyway, 11. Eleven. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 11. Um, uh, yeah, so like I said, she was experimented on and tortured her entire life. And thank God she like got out of it. Yes. But... She has obviously like a lot of trauma related to that, her her history, her powers in general. When she has to enter that black space, for example. Yeah, the void. Like I'm sure yeah, the void. I'm sure that is not like super healthy for her, but she's so she's strong that she's like from the nose. Yeah. But she's like such a strong person that she's like she knows she if she needs to do it, she needs to do it. Right? Yeah, we um I like that, you know, like, in the earlier seasons when we saw her going into 
the void. She a like ha- she had to be like in a like sensory deprivation tank to do it, and she's definitely like I think more scared to do it. Like it seems to be like a little bit right. more like of a fearful place for her, but like now it seems to be something she does confidently. Yes. And she's like, no, 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 I'm fine when I'm in here. Which is why she was so taken back that Billy was able to grab her. Hmm. Like, she was just, like, her and Max were, like, playing a game where she would just go into the void. Right, and, like, yeah. And, like, That's true. you know, like, look at people. So, like, it, it's interesting to see, like, that character development. Like, her, like, like having agency over her powers. Yes. Yeah, that... That is good. Yes, and I will say that something that happens a lot, or I will say at least with me with PTSD, is like loss of bodily autonomy. Like you no longer feel in control of your thoughts or like what your body is doing because when when it, when it's happened and like shortly after, like I said, you are in that fight or flight mode, and it's like you don't know what's going to happen or what you should be doing. And for her, it's like she was forced to be in the this fight mode when she had to go into the void and now she can willingly go in and know what to expect so i think that's kind of like that shows her growth and know, she like knows what to expect and she knows that it's okay not to say it's not real because for me it's not real but like for her it's like i know what is going to happen and i can have control over this situation which I think is important for anyone experiencing any trauma to know that, or to find places where you do have control of the situation, so that way you're not, like... Yeah. And, like, when she was being, like, experimented on by Brenner, like, he was, like, trying to force her to, like, I think I, like, hurt a cat or something like that, like, with her telekinesis, and she wouldn't do it, so she was put into solitary confinement. So I think it's very different for her being able to do what she wants with her powers mm-hmm. versus like being punished based on how she is or is not using them. Yes. Yep. Yeah. And she's like, she doesn't form any real relationships other than with Brenner is the only relationship she really has, which is a very, very bad relationship. And it's, it was good to see her get out of there and form real relationships with other people her age, as well as a, a not perfect father figure, but a better father figure. Yeah, I mean, she's basically, like, once she's out, she basically is going through, like, childhood and teenager, like, all at once. Right. Oof. Intense. Because she's, like, she's never had relationships of any kind. Right. Season two was all about jealousy between Max and Elle. Yeah. So dumb. Women can be friends. Girls can be friends. <laughs> But I was really happy that in this season they kind of got together and like had fun because there was a scene where like Max is with Eleven at her place and Hopper comes in and she's like three inches and he's like oh it's you two and I think that's important and what in my mind I'm like did Hopper never once think to ask her to invite Max over like hang out with somebody else that's not Mike right. Like, to say, hey, why don't you have a sleepover? Like, in my head, it's like, he's never, like, he's had a daughter, but because she passed away so young, he's never, like, had to experience these things. Raising a child or raising a daughter, so he doesn't understand that they need these experiences with some I think he didn't even know that she had a girlfriend. She only has... Yeah. Mike. 
Male friends, yeah. But they were together! Like, he has he not seen them together in town? He's the sheriff. He's supposed to be in town. Uh, no, I don't think he has, because she's not really allowed to go out. Oh, yeah, you're right. right. Shoot. Where does she get schooling, <laughs> then? Is she getting... Is she being homeschooled? <laughs> I don't think she gets schooling. <laughs> yeah. Hopper's certainly not homeschooling her. <laughs> Yeah, I don't. I think I think that he's just like hiding her there until he could get permission to have her exist. I have questions about her education status. Yeah, we all should. (laughs) (laughs) He needs to get a home tutor up in there. He really does. Well, let's hope that in this new town she can go to school. Yeah, I hope so. Uh, She'll be able to. They won't know who the fuck she is. No. Uh, but you want, do you want to talk about her mother? I don't remember much of it. She meet, she meets her mother who's like in a catatonic state because she was experimented on with like the MK Ultra experiments. Right. And for people who don't know what MK Ultra is, like Arkita. <laughs> hey. <laughs> hey. Damn, cold. I called you out, bitch. Um... <laughs> Hey, I know what the Tuskegee experiment is. Okay. Yeah. That's good to know, too. Yes. I know that our government is real fucked up. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's when the CIA and the Department of Defense conducted experiments on Americans um, to find out how drugs like LSD would affect them. I think it was like a, a way to try and figure out mind control. It was extra fucked up because a lot of the people that they did these experiments on were not aware that they were being experimented right. on. Mm-hmm. Was it like, <laughs> I, I, I'm sorry, I did it. I don't understand this. They basically gave drugs to a bunch of people. Like a, like how they have those join this test subject thing, right? Or no? No. No. How, how were the drugs administered? Yes. Is, I don't I, remember. That I'm not totally sure because, so... So, almost all the documents were ordered to be destroyed in 1973. So, there's, like, very little information on the experiments at all, other than, like, some of the patients' names were released, and it was very- and it became obvious that a lot of the patients were not aware and did not sign up for this. Right. Uh, yeah, and that it obviously didn't work. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and that it had, like, very negative side effects. Yes. Like, um, it could cause, like, paralysis of the legs, acute amenia, uh, anemia, blisters. Uh, it made people act, like, as if they were drunk. Uh, it, it slowed down or sped up maturity. Like, it just, like... It did all these different things to the point of, like, some people being catatonic, some people committed suicide because they were, you know, like, were, like, on LSD and didn't know. Yeah, so I'm looking at it and it says, I'm trying to get some research, it says that the tests were conducted in universities, hospitals, or prisons. So, yes, they were unwillingly tested on. Which is, yeah, isn't this the craziest thing ever? Like, can you believe, I can't believe believe it happened, but, but, like... Insane. No, I can honestly believe it. Like, they don't teach the things that American government has done to its people over the last couple hundred years. Like, I had to learn about the Tuskegee Tuskegee experiment, like, 
on my own way after college. And I'm like... And just in case people don't know, what is that? Um, so I think it was through the CDC. They administered the syphilis disease to an African-American um, neighborhood. And then... So what it was, was they were trying to see how quickly syphilis could spread within an African-American um, neighborhood. So they administered the disease. And then people were coming in to get treated... And they were not treating them and just giving them placebo pills or also telling right. them they did not have this. Like, they are fine. So, so like, oh my God. so yeah. it, it's, it's essentially killing a population yeah. or like giving them this disease and telling them that they're fine. This isn't happening. Basically gaslighting and then not treating. You're not right. allowed to do as a doctor. Yeah. Oh, there's a lot of things you're not allowed to do as a doctor that doctors do. Um, yeah. <laughs> but that, yeah, like, with this, they, they did do it to people of all, like, different, like, socioeconomic statuses. Right. Right. So, yeah, Eleven's mother was part of that. And so, basically, yeah, so Eleven, or Eleven's mother was pregnant while she was going through these experiments, and mm. the doctors didn't know, and then Eleven was born, I guess, with powers. Right. I think that's the theory behind Strange's yeah. things. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, she like, she meets her mother and and it, I mean I don't even know if she has like the emotional capacity to really uh, like process that, right? And I know that she like she blames herself for the gate being opened originally because Brenner made her open the gate. Mm-hmm. I I understand that like she's like the only one who can close the gate. But I also like feel like maybe she thinks it's like a form of punishment that she has to be the one to close the gate. Well, yeah, she. I'm sure she feels a responsibility too. Like now that she doesn't have her powers anymore, I wonder. Yeah. I'm sure there's a like a sense of uh, relief, fear. Oh, what? Oh, I was say relief. Yeah. <laughs> No, I think she she likes her powers. Yeah, she does like her powers. She she seems so, pretty frustrated that she couldn't get them to work. Like she can't put. I think she's got in so used to being able to protect people. Actually, that now that she can't, it's gonna be a problem for her. Yes. So we'll see how that goes. In her mind, her powers is who she is. Mm-hmm. She doesn't know who she is without them. Right. I think Max was really great for her because she was kind of helping her be like, you are your own person. Like, you're not just like Mike's girlfriend or Hopper's daughter mm-hmm. right. or like Brenner's experiments. Like, you are Eleven or, or Jane or whoever. But Yeah. Which, yeah, I really enjoyed that. Um, and of course, losing her father has her father figure was very traumatizing and sucked sucks yeah. sucks so much also that letter man do you ever get into those oh gosh do you ever get into those situations where you're like all right this is what i'm going to say it's going to go perfectly like we're all going <laughs> to bond afterwards and then you go and like because you can't control what the other person is going to do so it like just mm-hmm. turns into a big shit show and you're like well, that wasn't how that was supposed to go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I feel like I've been there so many times where I go in with good intentions and I end up, like, Cause making it's everything worse. Because it's read off a letter, like, you know? Oh, man. That's so funny. Yeah. He tried. Poor, Ho- poor Hopper. 
Yeah. Is there is there anything else you want to say about Eleven specifically? I don't think so. Okay. Have you heard the theory that the upside down is a metaphor for depression? I have not. Um, but it, it no. makes sense. I could see that happen. It makes sense. Yeah. Why do you think it makes sense? Because it's depressing. <laughs> well, for one, it's affected so many people within this series. Um, it also kind of represents this dark moment or place in time for so many people. So I can get why people consider that as a metaphor for depression. Yeah, and also like a lot of the people who have been there once they're like out, like um, like Dart is that the little Dart, creature? Yes, yes, yeah. yeah. And, and will like um, like they act out against people that they love, and like it takes like Will's like whole family and support system to be able to like get like the depression or like the mind splayer or whatever out of him. Yes. Mm-hmm. And like uh he keeps going back to that uh should I stay or should I go and Right. Which like a lot of times like if you're in a depressive state, like or <laughs> the theory is that like if you're in a depressive state, like you go back to things that calm you and you kinda like repeat them. Uh yeah, also it's like like the upside down is like a very isolating place and people with depression I mean, sorry for generalizing by being like people with depression. When I had depression, I definitely isolated myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, is there anything else you want to say about this series and trauma? I don't think so. I want it to be done. I don't want another season. I can't handle I, anymore. At the end of season two, I was like, I want season three to just be them like living out their teenage life, having fun, like Wonder Years style. Yes. That's that's my ideal season three. Like, no insanity. But then we had season <laughs> <That's>, three. <laughs> yeah. So that's... Yeah. If they do season four, I just want it to be like... It was an open book, but they were in fucking Russia, so maybe it stays there. There were so many... Oh my god. There were a bunch of conspiracy theories about this season being like a troll for the current president. <laughs> so many interceptions from russia and i was like y'all are thinking too hard it's not that deep but it was funny yeah i mean it the russians are just have just been a problem for the u.s before and they continue to be that's just it the fuck's his name who oh brett brett gilman who's that the the, like conspiracy Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, he was he's so good and i'm glad they brought him back for season three. Oh, um, yeah. um was that the science teacher no no but i also the, love the, the science conspiracy alexi's bff yeah oh my oh, god fucking, oh. fucking hopper with his jealousy any male that joyce talked to he's like oh you're like oh god dating he's got problems man hopper Hopper is a fucking kind of a messed up cop, man. He really handles. He his, really is. He, oh man. I mean, I mean, yeah, he's always beaten on evil people, so I guess it's. I guess I don't really care that much, but he, he handles his problems with physical violence. <laughs> yeah, it's it's bad. Like he's like, I need answers. I'm going to beat the shit out of this person, and it's like, ah, you are a <laughs> cop. <laughs> you probably shouldn't do that. It's a small town. Who who's gonna tell him not to do that? I don't know, man. Not the mayor. Let's just say that <laughs> the mayor. Who? What 
the hell was that about? So, concluding this, thanks so much for listening. If, if you would like to find out more about PTSD or find resources related to treating PTSD, we recommend that you visit ptsdalliance.org or nami.org. NAMI.org. Yeah, there's a lot of different ways to um, treat PTSD, obviously. Just go to therapy. That too. That's a good one. Or like seek out yeah. someone that is specially specialized in trauma counseling because they kind of teach you how to get past that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've also read that like uh, EMDR, which is eye movement desensitization and reprocessing, is really cool. Oh. It's like it. Do you know what that is or no? I think I've done it, but I don't think my my therapist ever like told me that's what I was doing. This therapy uses measured exposure to to traumatic memories with alternating stimuli in structured sessions with a healthcare professional certified to perform EMDR. (laughs) Okay, that's cool. Yeah, I don't know, that's pretty cool. Please take a moment to subscribe, review, and rate us, which you can now do on Apple Podcasts and also our Facebook page. It's the easiest way to help support our podcast. Let us know what your favorite thing about our podcast is. Just or, name one thing. Or just, <laughs> just, just chat with us. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, if you want to chat with us about this episode or any episode or just, you know, how you're feeling. Our, <laughs> our social medias are Fandom and Wellness on Instagram. Fandom and Wellness on Facebook. And Fandom Wellness on Twitter. You can also find me at the Sheet Geek NYC on Instagram. And you can find me at the Box of Shadows on Instagram. And you can find me at Little Petal on Instagram. And if you want bonus content, you can join our fandom family at patreon.com slash fandom and wellness for Patreon exclusive geek sessions. And remember, be kind and take no shit. Hell yes. Yay!